Many years ago, a young Mennonite girl heard the call of God on her life to go to the mission field. She told the Mennonite Board of Missions that she would go and serve wherever they sent her. So in 1965, Anne Carpenter left her home in southern Michigan to move to Brazil. Years later, she fell in love with Azir Araujo, and they went on to have several children. Their oldest daughter, Anne Renee, would go on to become a passionate worship leader, wife, and mother, whom God called back to her mother's homeland of southern Michigan, where I would eventually meet her and raise our children side by side as we work together on our church's leadership team. Isn't it fun to hear how God works through the years and across the miles to bring people into our lives? I'm excited to introduce you to my friend, Anne Renee. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because this woman is a wealth of wisdom with encouragement that you don't want to miss. Welcome to Walking on Water, where our focus is to learn to walk by faith and not by sight. What's the storm in your life? I'll never say that it's easy, but Jesus changes our perspective. He gives us courage to do life differently, to throw off the victim mentality that threatens to drown us in our pain, and he gives us the tools we need to live a victorious life. I'm your host, Lynette Carpenter. Let's discover more about the power-filled, faith-filled life Jesus invites us to live. Welcome, friends. I'm so glad that you are here today. I'm super excited about this episode because I want to introduce you to one of my very good friends. Her name is Anne Renee, and she's here with me today. Um, Anne Renee came into my life almost 17 years ago, and Tim and I had just left the Mennonite Church, and I remember feeling really alone during that time and unsure of where we were supposed to go. One caution that had been given to us by the people who love us and want good for us was to be really prayerful about who we would be raising our children around and who their friends would be, which was such great advice. And that prayer was answered for us in the form of the Aquinos. Anne Renee and her husband, Eddie, came to the U.S. from Brazil to serve as worship leaders at a little church in Michigan. And that same church is where Tim and I landed during that lonely time of our lives. They have two wonderful children who quickly became close friends with our kids. And now here we are, all this time later, serving on the leadership team together at our church here in southern Michigan, which could have only happened by the hand of God to bring our lives together like that. Eddie and Anne Renee have been a constant source of support and inspiration to Tim and I. And when the idea of doing a podcast first came to my mind, I knew that Anne Renee would be one person I would want to invite as a guest on the show. So without further ado, welcome. Thank Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you because I know that you can be, you have been such an inspiration to me and you will be to so many others as well. So Let's start off by having you tell us a little bit about your life. Well, first of all, thank you for that introduction. Yes, for sure. Try not to get emotional with all of that. It brings back <laughs> so many memories. It does. It's crazy to think all that the memories through the too. years. Yeah. yeah. It's funny because as I was putting these questions together, I, I thought you were born in Brazil, but you surprised me on that one. So a lot of people us. think that I was born there. I was raised in Brazil for my whole life, mm-hmm. but I was actually born at in Sturgis while my parents were here on vacation and um, yes they that's awesome I was born in Sturgis too yeah Sturgis <laughs> hospital that's funny so my mom went to Brazil as a nurse mm-hmm. and she was a very brave young um, lady I would say 
she was a nurse at Parkview and decided one day to just go to the Mennonite Board of Missions and say, send me wherever a nurse is needed. That's amazing. And they That's needed amazing. a nurse in Brazil, and they mm -hmm. sent her there, and she went to the small town of Araguacema, Tocantins, and was a nurse there, and that's where she met my dad. My dad was a dentist um, at that town, and they fell in love. And was he born and raised there? Born and raised there, Okay. yes. And mm -hmm. so they fell in love, got married, and they were here um, visiting her family in this area, and that's when I was born. And then when I was about four months old or so, they went back to Brazil, and okay. then I was raised there. My sisters were born there. Mm -hmm. And okay. that's where I was for 28 years of my life. That's amazing. I went to college there. I got married to my amazing husband there. Yes. <laughs> 1996, that's where Brenna was born. Mm -hmm. Now, see, Brenna was born in Brazil. Yeah. And then we moved here in 1999. We started attending FFM in fall of 2000. So, okay, I remember you did come here, you said, for your honeymoon, right? Yes. And that's where you first got introduced to our church. Yes. And then it just didn't leave your mind, like you kept thinking about it. Correct. Yeah. We visited FFM during our honeymoon, and it was January of 1997. FFM started in October of 96. Okay. And we were asked to lead some songs and pray, and we just felt such a tug in our hearts that day. Mm -hmm. And I remember that morning when we were leaving, Eddie looked at me and he said, if God would send us to this church, yeah. I would come right now. That's awesome. And I said, okay. Um, so we decided just to pray and wait for the Lord to speak. Mm -hmm. We went back to Brazil and continued our lives there and just always, you know, praying. Until I mean, but doesn't God have such a sense of humor to take you from Brazil with the Brazilian culture and bring it to this, you know, predominantly Anabaptist background? Yes. And, um, yeah, you weren't here the very first Sunday. You were visiting Brazil the very first Sunday that Tim and I visited. But the influence that you you had brought into the worship time here was already evident but it was like it just drew us in it was really cool <laughs> so good to know yeah yes we we just felt the lord was calling us to ffm and going back to brazil we continued like i said and waited until we both felt it was time mm -hmm. by then we had bruno and we Eddie had a very good job. He worked for Social Security in Brazil. He had a very good job. I was working at the schools there. I was a school teacher, so I was teaching at five different schools. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And so we were doing well in Brazil, and mm -hmm. we left everything, packed it up into four suitcases. Oh, my goodness. Brenna was eight months old. Mm -hmm. Said <clears throat> goodbye to everyone. That was the hardest. Yeah day of our lives when we flew over that city and right. we knew our lives would never be the same yeah it's like your mom went down there to work as a missionary and you came here to work as a missionary yes. really and even last week I was reminded of that again God mm -hmm. was saying remember you are here as a missionary yeah don't try to make things as they are not yeah yeah which is another that's subject, powerful but yes so you have been a worship leader now for how many years 38. 38 years, and you're 39. <laughs> <No>? <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah, 38 years. Okay, mm -hmm. so tell us about the first time that you felt the call of God on your life to become a worship leader. Well, it wasn't as some people might feel the call of God maybe for, I think some people have a 
receive the calling of God in a specific way because they have that gifting and others receive it because you know and Mm -hmm. I don't know, in a very different way because there's mm -hmm. a need. Yeah. In my case, I remember being at church and the youth group was at their annual retreat. Mm -hmm. And I was not in youth group yet. Mm -hmm. I was old enough. I was 13 years old. And they needed someone to lead the songs. And no one was, um, you know, they were too shy to do it or something. I was never shy. I don't remember. I was yeah. ever shy in my life. <laughs> and so they're like, we need someone to lead the songs this morning. There's someone here to do it. I'm like, well... <laughs> I can lead the songs. Why why couldn't I lead the songs? I mean that should be easy, right? So I stepped into that and and after that then I wanted to learn how to play the guitar mm -hmm. and I you know, my dad helped me get a guitar and taught me some chords. My mom had an organ at home. She helped with the choir at church and so she taught me some basic things in this organ that was sent to Brazil and this um, ship like oh. the, the mm -hmm. missionary sent uh -huh. yes sent mm -hmm. an organ to the church and went to my mom mm -hmm. my mom's house and so we had an organ at home and I bought a guitar and so my mom and dad taught me the the first basic notes on my dad taught me guitar my mom taught me the basic things on an organ mm -hmm. and that you know got me started and I was thinking about this that I never thought do I sing well do I not sing well that mm -hmm. never crossed my mind back mm -hmm. then it was just that passion about worshiping God and yeah um come on get let's let's yeah. worship God you know yeah. and it's just very simple and I remember having some incredible moments of worship in my bedroom mm -hmm. and I never imagined myself being a worship leader like that mm -hmm. wasn't a thing like that you would call it being a worship leader but mm -hmm. that's what it was I right. didn't grasp the depth of what it meant at mm -hmm. the time but that's what it still is anyway right yeah. it's like yeah. I love worshiping God let's yeah. worship with me well know? and it's refreshing because if it doesn't come based on your natural giftings and you were like this is what I am going to do because I like how I sound mm -hmm. you know what I mean yes it comes from a passion for worshiping God. Yes. And I think that there's a beautiful difference. And you do have the gifting for it. It's just been cool to watch how there's just this fire in you. When yes, there is a fire. To worship. Definitely. Yes. <laughs> a very strong fire that has never left me. Yeah. I don't know how to even explain it. Yeah. Just wants to burst from deep inside. Right. So tell us, tell me more about what worship means to you. I could give you like all the theological mm -hmm. answers and everything like that but I remember still in Brazil and there was a song that we would sing and it's to me it has always been that picture of people in the Old Testament how they would be waiting in the outer courts mm -hmm. and there was only the high priest that could go into the Holy of Holies mm -hmm. once a year yeah to be in the presence of God. And yeah. everyone else had to stay outside. Like right. they couldn't go in. Mm -hmm. And they had to wait, you know. Yeah. And, and you and I as women would have never been able. No. Yeah. And to think of that and to be, they would gather outside and and only the high priest and, and once a year and all of that. And then fast forward to then Jesus dying on the cross mm -hmm. and that his death, you know, the veil... Uh, mm -hmm. is torn that very right. thick veil is torn mm -hmm. from top to bottom and because of his blood then it gives us free access right 
And so no high priest is needed anymore. Right. And we can enter the throne of thrones. Like mm -hmm. that picture mm -hmm. is constantly in my head. And I remember that picture since I was very young. I think when mm -hmm. I read the Bible the first time, mm -hmm. I was 13 years old. I'm like, I'm going to read this Bible. I'm going to, I want to know what's in here. Cause I need to know for myself. Yes. <laughs> I, was, I was always kind of like that. I want to know for myself Yes. and reading that and, and, and having that picture in my mind. And I have that every Sunday, you know, mm -hmm. and I think it's, 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 it's what drives me. It's that fire inside of me of realizing that here we do have this incredible opportunity to walk into the holy of holies mm -hmm. and worship the king of kings yeah and we don't have to go online and purchase the super expensive ticket to go see the super famous person yeah and yet i choose to stay home yeah or i choose to go do something else yeah or i choose to stay in the art of course and just be an expectator yeah. and like just come to church and watch or just come and be critical of maybe what songs were chosen mm -hmm. or be critical because the air conditioning is not <laughs> at my temperature or yes. I don't know mm -hmm. and and miss out on having that moment with Jesus yeah of having that moment of true worship and oh don't get me going yeah well no I'm going to because <laughs> this isn't something that we talked about discussing but you have taught me so much about worship and I I now that I know what you are how you're trying to take us through the outer courts into the holy of holies i see that pattern on sunday mornings when you're leading and i love that tell us a little bit about that from going what you tried to do um, as a worship leader inviting people hey you're in the outer courts you remember you talking to me yes, about that before? yes i have that that in that picture in my mind and so mm -hmm. when if i'm putting a, a song list together i'm thinking okay here we are um, coming from a week of who knows what has right. happened, right? Because we have to be real too. And we all go through trials and the word of God says that rejoice mm -hmm. in the trials. We will go through different things. Mm -hmm. And it's a mix of realizing, yes, we, we have different things that we go through. So a church family goes through a variety of things variety mm -hmm. of things during the week our um, visitors coming in mm -hmm. but it's just coming together and the beauty of it's coming together and saying hey we had a tough week yes we did mm -hmm. but look the Lord has been with us yeah. so now we are get to come together and in one voice we are going to rejoice in the goodness of God we're going to rejoice in the fact that he was with us mm -hmm. and so let's come in together let's be reminded that because of his bloodshed on the cross we are here today mm -hmm. and we get to go in. we have this opportunity to yeah. walk into the holy of holies to not only see god mm -hmm. but to hear from him mm -hmm. to worship him mm -hmm. to give him praise to say thank you right yeah you know because the same way that as a mom i love it when my kids come home mm -hmm. to to our house like when you are a mom and you have little ones you love it when they want to crawl into your lap right mm -hmm. right you're like, right. yeah, come here, crawl on my lap. And yeah. then when they're older and they're married, mm -hmm. you and I have married kids. Mm -hmm. I mean, we love it when they say, hey, can we come over? Yeah. Is there food at <laughs> yeah, home? Exactly. You know, we're like, absolutely. And we're yeah. thinking, no, there's not. But we're going to pick up this super quick. Fried eggs. <laughs> Please come home. Yes. And yeah. in the same way, it's like the father 
wants his children mm. to come yeah. to his arms. And mm. that's what it's what worship is about. Yeah. It's like, and so I'm preparing these songs and I'm thinking, okay, I want to take the church family on this journey of like, yes, we come in tired or whatever, but come on, mm-hmm. let's walk into the Holy of Holies together. Yeah. And let's worship. Let's encourage one another. And so sometimes there are songs of encouragement. Mm-hmm. But ultimately the goal is to worship. Yeah. And to have that reverence. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. ever want to miss the reverence. Yeah. Uh, towards the who God is and his yeah. holiness. Yeah. And one of the things also that I am always asking the Lord I say, don't let us miss out on who you are mm-hmm. and be distracted by things. Yeah. Be distracted by um, the outward appearance of things. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to have things in the sanctuary that are distracting. Right. Yeah. You know, and I won't get into all the details of what that looks like, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. the whole purpose is to worship God. The right. goal is... Eyes off us. Eyes off, yes, eyes off us, eyes on him. Yeah. And it is to worship him. Yeah. So I don't need extras. Yeah. I don't need other things. Yeah. I just need to invite his presence. Yeah. And then also submit to the guiding of the Holy Spirit. And so everyone who works with us knows that the song list changes. Mm -hmm. We don't have a set time. Yeah. We don't have, we praise God that our leadership mm-hmm. flows with the Holy Spirit in the sense that we are never given right. a time frame. Worship has to be from this time to this time. No. Right. right. Yeah. Holy Spirit, guide us. Yeah. Tell us how long, what songs to, to change, to yeah. sing in order for more and more people to get into the Holy of Holies because yeah. that is the ultimate goal. Yeah. And I love too that the freedom that we have where if I want to go and just kneel at the altar or right there at my seat and just worship, it's it's not even, nobody bats an eye, you know? Exactly. We just were there to worship the Lord. And I'm just so thankful for the leadership that you guys have brought as far as um, helping us to recognize what that is to look like, what that looks like to be able to go into the Holy of Holies and and it's been a, you've influenced those that you've trained on the worship team that this is our focus and it's been a blessing to our entire church and community because of that so Amen. Yeah, yeah i'm thankful for that one of the things that's interesting with your particular situation is that a lot of people maybe don't know this but you have battled chronic migraines your most of your life right yes and I think that there's a connection and how you worship through that that I want to hear about. But tell us, mm-hmm. tell us that story about your, your well, health. Yes, I started having headaches, I think, when I was in my early teens. And this kind of dates me because back then, I remember the first CAT scan that I had was back when they had the sticky stuff that um, mm-hmm. they would put all over my hair. And I always had lots of hair. Uh-huh. And it was horrible to take all of <laughs> So over the years, I have lots of of, um, CAT scans and all kinds of MRIs and all of that to check what's going on. My head is in perfect shape, Mm -hmm. praise God. My brain. (laughs) It's there. You wouldn't believe it, but my brain is is doing well. Um, Mm -hmm. They can't figure out all the reasons why I have so many issues. But we know a lot of people struggle with migraines and, Mm -hmm. and headaches, tension headaches and all of that. So my whole life. I've had lots of headaches. There was one time I remember that I, 
I added the number of days that I've stayed in bed with headaches and I had um, my years of marriage, I had ad added two years of days I had just been in bed. Oh my goodness. I was like, Eddie, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. But uh, it is so hard to struggle with chronic pain. And if that is you, and if you struggle with chronic pain, I get you. If you struggle with any kind of pain, mm -hmm. it is hard. You go to the specialist, you try every new pill out there, you take every advice that mm -hmm. people send you, and you do it all. Mm -hmm. And it seems like nothing happens, nothing changes. Um, there is a verse that I love, and it has kept me through all the years, and it's um, the Apostle Paul, when he wrote in 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10 when he was asking God about that thorn in his flesh. And the, the Lord said, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Mm -hmm. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness and in insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And I like... The, the part that says my grace is sufficient, obviously that part I love because it carries me through mm -hmm. when I am in pain. And the part that he says Christ's power may rest on me because when I would lay in bed, I would, okay, okay, God, yeah. I need your power to rest on me and like to feel his power literally resting yeah. on me. Um, and then knowing that when I'm weak is when I'm strong. I have many times stayed in bed because when you're in a lot of pain, you, can, you can't physically get out of bed. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can. And so I have gone to work in pain many, many times. Mm -hmm. Shout out to my wall school friends who <laughs> have been so gracious. I worked at wall school for about 20 years. Mm -hmm. And those people are amazing. They have always treated me so well. Mm -hmm. I have always felt loved and cared for by the people around me mm -hmm. uh, when I was struggling with headaches and still going about my day. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I think people with chronic pain um, face is a temptation to uh, fall into depression. Yeah. It's the real thing that you face daily. Right. So I fight depression every single day. Mm -hmm. I have determined that I'm not gonna fall into depression. Yep. And so in order to do that, um, what does that look like in practice? You might <laughs> wonder. Um, how does that look like for me? It looks like this. I get up as much as I can, mm -hmm. say, Lord, please give me the strength so that I can get out of bed. Mm -hmm. And I get up and I start moving and sometimes I am super slow. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous, but I'm like, okay, I got to get moving. Mm -hmm take a shower and I go to work if I can. I may not lift weights. I may not do certain jobs. Mm -hmm. I might look healthy. healthy. Mm -hmm. I put lots of makeup. I wear pink. I was going to say, can I say that you wear pink? <laughs> when I discovered I that about pink. you, it's like, oh, I has a headache lots today. lots <laughs> of jewelry on and I smile as much as I can. I walk around as if um I'm doing great mm -hmm. and I ask the Lord to fill me up with lots of joy 
And I don't care if people think, wow, she is so lazy. Look at us working. She's not lifting anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't care about that. Yeah. Because there is something so special about knowing that God sees us. Mm -hmm. You know? And yeah. if we can get past the the worries about like, oh, how do people see right. me? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, what do people think about me? Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> if we can get past that, it's so freeing. It because is. like, I know that God sees that I'm in pain. Yeah. I know that God sees that my whole body is aching. Yeah. Like not just my head, my mm -hmm. back, my legs. Because sometimes when pain takes over, it's not just your head. Mm -hmm. It's your entire body. Right. And so when you're moving, you mm -hmm. are like hurting, mm -hmm. but it's also invisible. Yeah. People can't see when you're in pain. Yeah. Yeah. But guess what? God does. Yeah. God knows that you are in pain. Mm -hmm. So I can just continue to move around and not worry about what people are thinking. Right. Because God knows, and mm -hmm. that's all that matters. Yeah. And so I be. Just be positive, share the love of Jesus with people. I can go on the computer and um, communicate with people. Mm -hmm. um, you really go on the songs. offense then when you are in a place of Absolutely. deep pain because I have to think you keep saying, you know, that God sees you, but how angry the devil must be when he tries to bring all these things against you and you actually. You would think he'd start to regret it and just stay away from you. The more... <laughs> because the more he, he brings... The more I'm in you, pain, yeah. the more I'm going to try to bless people. Yeah. You, you can bet. I, the more I am in pain, the more yeah. I'm like, okay, who can I bless today? Yeah. And that is something that we can look at from both a physical and emotional aspect, you know? Because there's yeah. a lot of people that are in a lot of deep emotional pain. And to get up get that shower, get your makeup on, wear pink. I don't wear pink, but <laughs> I'm a redhead. But, and I'm one of those redheads that don't look good in pink. So, But, um, no, I think that's great to have that practical advice. I know sometimes that he looks at me and he goes, you, sh you, you, you know, he would say, you should probably stay home. And I said, hmm. uh, no, I should not. <laughs> and, and you're not then, wearing pink today, so that means you're you're good right now? Uh, yeah, I just give good. it a four. Okay, okay, that's good. <laughs> After a while, though, he has learned, like, he will say, you have a headache today? I said, yeah, he says, what can I do to help you get out of bed? You know, because yeah. he knows, forget it, like, yeah. she's going. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, I want to continue this conversation, but I'm going to just jump in here and say that we're going to take a break, and there is so much more that I want to talk with Anne Renee about, so make sure that you hit the follow button and join us back here again next week when we are going to continue this conversation. I promise you, you're going to want to hear this because she's going to talk a little bit about marriage and about raising kids, and uh, you don't want to miss that. So thanks for coming, and we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. Please take a moment to share this with a friend or on your social media accounts. In fact, tag me on Instagram, and I'll be sure to reshare it on my stories. Also, don't forget to hit that follow button so you don't miss an episode. I hope that you were encouraged and inspired today. Always remember, your life has purpose, you have value, you are loved, and with Jesus, you can rise above your storm. Get out of the boat, friend. Let's walk on water.